Good morning. <laughs> Having fun with your Wi-Fi today is not connecting properly. So good morning. We're on a Monday. So happy Monday morning to you. We're on a Monday. We're on a health Monday on your four keys to a health you. Happy you. And yesterday was a World Mental Awareness Day yesterday. I actually came across a training I did a while ago on on uh, anxiety and worries. I'm going to read to that a bit this morning on uh, your four keys to a health you. Happy you. So I'll give you a little, a little read of the of the training for it. How to eliminate worry and anxiety. These two are the biggest killers of people's hopes and dreams. We often come across an opportunity or a way to solve a problem we have, then think, what if this happens? Or what if that happens? I can't do that. I should try it. We often talk ourselves out of many chances of changing our lives for the better than what we tell ourselves. <clears throat> More great inventions social and economic solutions and amazing discoveries are buried in the graveyards around the world that could have solved most of the world's problems today but because the power we give we give these two over our lives we tend to hold ourselves back preventing us from living the life we were meant to have instead of the one we have convinced ourselves it's okay to have so let's break these two down to their true size the best way to do this is to analyze them to death First, worry and anxiety are a normal part of life. Worrying about an unpaid bill or a job interview, a new date or a change of circumstances, etc. is natural. Little worries like these give us little challenges to overcome that could actually help us to think more clearly to solve a problem. However, constant worry and negative feelings, expecting the worst to happen, could actually have a real effect on both our physical and emotional selves causing headaches, insomnia, stress, stomach problems, to name just a few. Some people try to distract themselves with drink or drugs, or nowadays gaming or binge watching their TV screens, avoiding the problem, trying to replace the need to face it. By filling our time this way, we are only postponing the inevitable nagging feeling we will get from this temporary solution, which can sometimes make the problem seem worse when we have to finally come to face it again. The best step is to first write a list of our worries down on a piece of paper. If we have three or four things on our mind, the best way to control them is getting them out of our minds and onto the paper so we can actually see them. Finding a gap in our day of about half an hour to write down every worry we have at the moment is a vital first step. Just keep writing this list until we can think of no more worries we have. It doesn't matter how long it is. We want every worry written down from the biggest, I think I might die, to the smallest, I might need some tea bags. Once we can think of no more worries, we can put the list away. Then come back to this on the next day. We can then go over the list and see if we can add any more. We want every single worry we have written down on this list. Next, we need to go through this list, numbering them from one, our biggest worry, down to however many there are. It could be five, 10, 20, etc. And that's it. Just take them one at a time, naming them down from our biggest worry down to that small nagging doubt in our, about something. We then take this number one worry, our biggest problem, and put it through the worry condenser. This, oh, this is a sheet I've got here. <laughs> this is a sheet provided with this training. How this works is our biggest worry or anxiety then has one of three paths to follow. The past, the present, or the future. We then follow the path that matches our worry best, taking the action that is described to reduce the worry to its true size. So there are only ever three different paths we can put all of our worries through. Once we put each worry through this system, we have broken it down to its smallest form. We can then release it as we know we have done all we can with this worry as in our control. 
they show you well, it's probably going to show it backwards but that's the worry condenser basically you have your your big worry anxiety or self-doubt you then have the past the present or the future if your big worry is in the past you haven't got a time machine you can't go back and change it so there's nothing you can do about it so you've got to let it go you've got to realize that it is beyond your control it happened in the past you can't change it you've got to let it go if it's in the present you have to think right what action can i actually take on this problem is it in my control is the first branch can you actually do something decide what it is you can do and then go and do it take action on that problem so you're taking control of it is it the next other branch then is is it in someone else's control which means you can't do it that means there is nothing you can do if it's in someone else's control you can't do this problem it's someone else's control you're going to let it go you can let them know about the problem but there's nothing you can do about it you're going to let it go if the anxiety is in the future it's a future problem you think may happen you've got to initially think right can i do something to prevent it from happening again or prevent it from happening again or make a plan to prevent it from happening again can i take action myself it's always thinking what can you do yourself to take action of this problem or solution or anxiety what action can you take on it now can you take something straight away now to prevent it from happening and do the action and then let it go you've got to, it's actually all about taking action whatever it's the past the present or the future whatever anxiety or problem you've got it's thinking right what action can i take myself to prevent this from happening in the future if it's the past i've got to let it go if it's in the present i can do something now to take control of that problem find the solution to that problem of anxiety if it's in the future what can i do to stop that happening again or change my mindset so we get there so that just shows you just a little little sheet there the worry condenser Con confirm it down to get it down to actually in that size go back to the back to the training an authorized estimate shows there are only five main things we all spend our time worrying about number one of things that we worry about that will never actually happen is 40 percent of our time is spent worrying about things that will never happen number two things that happened in the past that we can't change with all the worry in the world 30 percent of our time is spent worrying about things that happened in the past which we can't even change number three worries about our health is 12 percent of our time is spent on that four petty meaningless worries we spend 10 percent of our time on that and five real legitimate worries that we can do something about eight percent of our time is spent on these actual real legitimate worries this means that 92 percent of all of our worries and anxiety have no substance at all to best illustrate this imagine a dense fog just under half a mile long and 100 feet deep if we were trying to get anywhere walking in this thick fog we would struggle to find where to go or which direction to move surrounded by this fog we may feel lost or scared as this fog is just too big for us to see through leaving us feeling cut off and alone telling ourselves we will never find a way out as we just can't see far enough because of all the moisture and fog in the air all around us and surrounding us however if all that moisture in the air was condensed from the fog it wouldn't even fill a single glass of water this is how our worries affect us blinding us from seeing any problem in the actual true light as when we realize our worries and anxieties are caused by how we think about something not what the actual circumstances are we then reduce them down to the actual size we take control of them instead of them controlling us which gives us a clearer vision of the steps we can take to solve the problems of a happier worry-free life the last part of the logical method of seeing a problem or worry about taking a scientific approach by breaking it down into its smallest form and analyzing it until we get the result we want 
However, worry and anxiety are also emotional problems. And as we are emotional creatures, let's have a look and see how they affect us and the benefits of getting them under control. Men and women actually have emotional cycles. Although women's are usually more commonly understood as they are linked to the menstrual cycle, but both, but both sexes have good days and bad days, which does tend to revolve around a 20 to 30 day period, depending on circumstances and even seasons. Without taking any action to control our worries, they can become overwhelming as the cycle may be off balance. There are many mental conditions as the brain is such a complex organ. But to simplify it, there's a small diagram showing how there's four who have the balanced, the bipolar, the pessimist, and the optimist. Basically, your, your the balanced one is basically, if you imagine a line with a circle in the center of that line. If you're balanced, you're slightly happy some days, slightly sad some days, but it's quite a small circle. The bipolar, this is getting extremely basic now, the bipolar has a much bigger circle. So the center line of normality means they get very ecstatic and very high, but they also get very depressed and very low. So they have a massive circle on this central line. You then have the pessimist who have the central line. Their circle is slightly off balance to the negative side. So they're only slightly happy sometimes. They spend more time on the negative side of being normal and okay. And then you have the optimist whose line is going big above. So they spend more time being happy about things and less time in the lower negative side of the line. So that's, just, that's very, very basic trying to sort of simplify simple systems. We have about a 25-day emotional revolution going through this cycle, from okay, through sad or depressed, back to okay, then through happy or ecstatic, and back to okay again. Outside circumstances can have a huge effect on this cycle. But as mentioned in the de-stress part of How to Master Your Health, it's how we think about these circumstances, not the actual circumstances itself, which is affecting our moods. Once we put our worries through the worry condenser, it's actually reducing the size of the cycle. So you don't have such extremes of ecstatic or depressed, but more of a happy balanced and sad balance. It also helps the pessimist view to a brighter outlook, though this does take time and a willingness to want to do this. It doesn't have so much of an effect on the pessimist, on the optimist, as they have already realized their worries and problems are something they can deal with by looking for a solution to them instead of just dwelling on the problem. The bipolar has a much bigger swing in emotion from ecstatic down to depressed again, depending on many outside circumstances and how they feel it's affecting them. The final step is to take the piece of paper with all our list of worries on. Once we've put them through the worry condenser, then either burn it up or rip it into tiny pieces. Taking this physical activity helps us embed we have mastered these worries into our subconscious mind so they will be released. We can't live a problem-free life, but using this system for all our worries in the future means we can live a worry-free life. It may take about 12 months of using this system on all of our future worries before we automatically process them this way. But time to start is now, as this scale is only mastered through repetition. That just goes through a bit there of the how to master worry and anxiety. It's, it's such a massive thing with the World Mental Health Day yesterday. And it's, it's how we think about things. Everything is how we think about things. Once we master how we think about things, we master our mindset, our whole life can follow a better path because we're back in control of it. But if we're worrying about things outside circumstances, then we haven't got control. So it's getting that control back in our mindset, realizing we create the life we want by what we decide we're going to do and what actions we're going to take on them. And we can cope with things as they come along. There we are. That's my thought today. Have yourselves a good Monday wherever you are. All the best for now.